This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. In Alhamdulillah, Aladi Nahmadu, who want to stay in who want to start for one minute, be he when a Tawakalu Ali, when a Rudu be him in Shuruti and Fusina, women say Ati Amalina, when Yahdi Hillahu Fala Mudilla, woman Yudlil Fala Hadiella. ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمدا عبد الله ورسوله أرسله الله تعالى بالهدى ودين الحق ليظهره على الدين كله وكفى بالله شهيدا فصلى الله عليه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا ثم أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وإن شر الأمور محدثاتها وإن كل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار يقول سبحانه وتعالى في كتابه الكريم بعد أن أقول أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم الرجال قوامون على النساء بما فضل الله بعضهم على بعض وبما أنفقوا من أموالهم فالصالحات قانتات حافظات للغيب بما حفظ الله إلى آخر الآية رب شرح صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي أمين يا رب العالمين I particularly pray to Allah Azza wa Jal that He gives me clarity in speech today because by the first half of this khutbah, a lot of men are going to be upset with me. And by the second half of this khutbah, a lot of women are going to be upset with me. But that's okay. We have to be honest with the word of Allah. And we cannot be, you know, Don't be afraid of people, be afraid of Allah. Right? And the things that I'm going to share with you today about this incredible, incredible ayah of the Qur'an is not because I am living by this ayah and you are not living by this ayah. All of us are trying to strive to live up to the standard of the word of Allah. The, the word of Allah is perfect in and of itself, but it did not come for perfect people. Allah's guidance is not for angels. Allah's guidance is for human beings. And Allah knows that we make mistakes. And so when we think of the ayat of the Qur'an, the wrong attitude is, well, that's in the Qur'an, that's for the greatest people ever. That's not for me. It is for me and it is for you. And if we're not living up to it, then we're supposed to try to live up to it. Right? That's what we're supposed to try to do. So we're going to listen to these ayat. This is a, just as much uh, a reminder to myself, an advice to myself, and even a, a, an incrimination of myself as it is of all of you. And that's really how we're supposed to think about the advice of Allah. It is for you. فِيهِ ذِكْرُكُمْ قَدْ جَاءَتْكُمْ مَوْعِظَةٌ مِّنْ رَبِّكُمْ Advice, counsel has come to you from Allah. Take it seriously. It's Allah that's telling you that, it, that which is good for you. So our subject today inshallah is the relationship between men and women. And this ayah, the second half of this ayah is very famous, especially in western circles and in modern circles, because they use this ayah of Surah An-Nisa to say men are allowed to hit women. You know, فَضْرِبُوهُنَّ That's the وَضْرِبُوهُنَّ Which comes later on in this ayah. But today that is not the subject at all. So much injustice is done to this ayah because the first half of this ayah nobody even talks about. We're going to talk about that first half of the ayah today, which is hard enough to take in. It's hard enough to internalize what Allah is saying in that first half, okay? So now the first thing I want to tell you. Allah gave us this Qur'an in bilisanin arabiyyin mubin, in clear Arabic language. Allah says the Qur'an is clear, and one of the reasons that the Qur'an is clear is that the Arabic language is extremely clear, and it clarifies things. So we, if, we, if you're going to be honest with the book of Allah, you have to be honest with the language. You cannot read a meaning into the ayah that the Arabic language doesn't allow. You have to stay within the meaning. And Allah, unfortunately, this ayah, the way it's translated, a lot of times a great injustice is done to the meaning of the Arabic language. Ar-rijalu qawamuna ala nisa is how this ayah begins. Men are, I won't translate yet, men are qawam over women. Men are, the Arabic word is qawam 
over women. And this is translated sometimes, men are authority over women. Men are in charge over women. And I'd like to share with you first and foremost that the word qawwam, which comes from qama, qaf, waw, and meme in the Arabic language, has nothing to do with authority, and nothing to do with being in charge at all. In the exhaustive dictionary of the Arabic language, of the pages and pages you're going to read that have to do with this word, authority simply isn't there. Now if you want to make sure men are authority over women, go find the reason somewhere else, but not in the book of Allah, not in this ayah. Not in this ayah. That is not just a crime against women, and much bigger, this is a crime against Allah. Because now you're not being honest with what Allah Himself said, subhanahu wa ta'ala. On, think about this from another perspective, from an Imani perspective first. You know Allah chose of all the languages, He chose Arabic. And of all the words of the Arabic language, there's like maybe 2% of the Arabic language is used in the Qur'an. 50 times more Arabic exists. And only 2% is found in the Qur'an, 2% of the vocabulary. And of that 2%, a very small percentage is used, Allah honored it so much, meaning this is the most noble words of the Arabic language. Allah chose them for His own words, right? And among them are words that Allah chose to describe Himself. So very very few words in the Qur'an have the honor, and have the very few words in language have the honor of being used to describe Allah Himself. And the word qawwam actually shares a root with one of the names of Allah, Al-Qayyum. Allahu la ilaha illahu al hayyul qayyum It's the same origin. This word itself, the meanings of this word itself are sacred. Allah chose it to even describe Himself. To not be honest with the meanings of this word is to be extremely blasphemous. Is a very serious thing. So the first thing I'm going to try to do is try to explain some of the meanings of the word qawwam before we get into the ayah itself. Ar-rijal qawwamuna ala nisa Men are qawwam over women. The word qawwam comes from the word qama, which is naqidul julus. It's the opposite of sitting. Qama actually means standing. Like qiyam, iqamatul salah, qad qamatul salah. It comes from the same origin. And the idea of being standing is actually being active, figuratively speaking. And sitting means being inactive. Men have to be active, play an active role in the lives of the women of their family. They cannot sit idly by or be passive when it comes to taking the relationship of women in their household. The first thing that comes from the word qaw... And by the way, Allah's name Al-Qayyum, He's actively involved in everything He created. He didn't just create something and leave it alone. He's actively involved. The idea of someone taking a seat, taking, taking a seat back, actually suggests that somebody is uninvolved. So men are incredibly involved in the lives of women. Qawamun ala nisa the first implication. Al-qiyam yati bi ma'na al-azam. Qiyam comes in the meaning of commitment and resolve. When you don't give up on something, and you don't abandon something, and you hold on to something, that's the meaning al-azam. For example, إِذْ قَامُوا فَقَالُوا إِذْ عَزَمُوا فَقَالُوا فَلَمَّا قَامَ عَبْدُ اللَّهِ يَدْعُوهُ فَلَمَّا عَزَمَ عَبْدُ اللَّهِ when the, when, a, when the slave of Allah showed commitment and stood up, men are supposed to show over and over again their commitment to women. Men are committed to women. Actually I would translate because this is سِيغَةُ mubalagha قَوَّام فَعَال I would actually have to translate, men are repeatedly and incredibly committed to women. Men are incredibly committed to women. That's the second implication. They're active participants in the lives of women, and they're incredibly committed to women. That's the second meaning. The third meaning, mulaziman muhafidan. Someone who is always by someone else, sticks with them, is with them. There's one thing to be committed to someone in a distance, but actually to be close with someone, and to be, accompany someone all the time, and then protect them, to be protective of someone. Men are to be in close proximity 
to women. Men are supposed to stay close to women and stick with them. And at the same time, they're supposed to be protective of them. Men are protective of women. This is the next meaning. And then, uh, you know, قَامَ وَقَفَ وَثَبَتْ The other meaning of qiyam is to actually stay in place. Men are constant sources of support that stay there for women. Men are not unstable sources of reliance for women. Women need that stability in their life according to Allah Azza wa and men will provide that stability. Al-qiyamu bihi, al-i'tina'u bihi. Qiyam, finally, the, the word qiyam also means to take care of something. And that's why a, a, an okay translation of the ayah is also, ar-rijal qawamuna ala nisa Men are maintainers of women, caretakers of women. These are the meanings of qawam. Now in this ayah, we're not even going forward yet. Just in this phrase, you know what we've learned? We've learned that Allah Azza wa Jal put men in a huge position of responsibility over women. I'm not saying authority, I'm saying responsibility. A responsibility to take care of them, to be committed with them, to stick to them, to be a pillar by their side, to be a constant source of support, to be someone when their life is falling apart, they know they, this, this is not gonna fall apart, they can lean on this. And Allah did not say, husbands are qawam to wives. He said, men are qawam to Women, even though the overall subject of the ayah is about husbands and wives, this is also for fathers and daughters. This is also for brothers and sisters. This is also for uncles and nieces. You know, any women in your family, they will need support from you. This is also for mothers who will find support in their sons. They will find that support. And that's why the language opens in a broad way and then constricts itself to the marriage relationship. This is ar-rijal qawamuna ala nisa One last thing about this phrase. الرجال قوامون على النساء الاستقامة بمعنى العدل قامة from استقامة related to استقامة actually means fairness men are going to be repeatedly fair to women they're going to check themselves over and over again am I being fair or am I being unfair am I justified in what I said and did or not they are going to be judge, fair judges over women over and over and over again in every situation that comes their, their dealings they'll have to check and by the way the word قوام suggests repetition Something that's done over and over again. In other words, you cannot assume you're always fair. Every situation, you're gonna have to reevaluate yourself. Was I fair? 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 You're gonna have to keep questioning that. And so Allah puts this in the form of khabar. In other words, men are qawam over women. He doesn't say men are supposed to be. He says just this is what they are. This is it. As if men don't have a choice, it's a matter of fact. It's not what you should do, this is what you're gonna do and that's it. There's no discussion. If there's room for discussion, you say they should be. لِيَكُونَ الرِّجَالِ قَوَامِينَ عَلَى النِّسَاءِ Perhaps men should be. يَنْبَغِي لِلْرِّجَالِ أَنْ يَكُونُوا قَوَامِينَ عَلَى النِّسَاءِ No, no, no. Men are supposed to be. No, there's no supposed to be. This is what you are and that's it. The responsibility has already been dropped on you. That's the first part. Then the next part. بِمَا فَضَّلَ اللَّهُ بَعْضَهُمْ عَلَى بَعْضٍ Because of the favor, Allah gave some over others. The next part is Allah made men maintainers, caretakers, you know, providers, sources of support for women because Allah, on account of the fact that Allah favored some over others. Now I'm trying to translate carefully. Allah favored some over others. Allah did not say, بِمَا فَضَّلَهُمُ اللَّهُ Because Allah favored men over women. That's not what Allah said. Allah said Allah favored some over others. You know what that means? That means, in the first part of this ayah, if I've tried to explain this to you properly, you have not been given an advantage, you've been given a responsibility. The advantage has actually gone to women. You're the one taking care of them. You're the one providing support to them. Over and over and over again. 
You're the one protecting them over and over and over again. When you're the guard, and they're the one being guarded, who's the beneficiary? They are. They've been given an advantage. And so in the one sense, some, some people read this ayah and they assume immediately, this ayah means men have an advantage over women. You look at it carefully, who's been given the advantage? You look at it carefully, Allah says, some have been given advantage over others. In other words, men have this responsibility, and they will have other advantages. And women have been given a responsibility, and they will have other advantages. Allah is balancing the equation. This is what Allah does. Whenever He mentions a disadvantage, He counters it. You know? And so now on the other side, وَبِمَا أَنفَقُوا مِنْ أَمْوَالِهِمْ And they have been made maintainers, caretakers, providers, all of this over women. Why? On account of what? Because they are to spend from their own monies. فَبِمَا أَنفَقُوا مِنْ أَمْوَالِهِمْ Allah has given you no choice in the matter. You cannot go with your wife to a restaurant and say, you pay, your family's rich. You can't do that. No shop for yourself. There are so many people, so many couples that are having money trouble. And the husband says, you earn your job money. And if you can't get a job, then too bad, I'm not getting groceries for you. You have to take care of yourself, I'll take care of myself. Allah says, men don't have a choice. They will provide for their women. And they will not touch their... their, their, their the, the women's money is not even talked about. What is hers is hers. And what's yours is hers. That's literally what Allah did. That's what comes with being a man. Tough. And now the other thing. You're supposed to repeatedly take care. She's getting angry and you're still a source of support. She's getting upset with you and you're still sticking with her. You don't slam the door and walk out and say, I had enough of this. I'm out. You can't. Mulaziman. You're committed. You're committed. That's what you are. Now this seems kind of unfair. I mean, she gets to do whatever she wants and I have to put up with all of this. You know? And I gotta spend my money too. Congratulations on being a man. You know, this is the first half of the ayah. But then we move to the second half of the ayah, and sisters, I am not sorry. Just like I'm not sorry to the brothers. Fa, therefore, the, first, the next word is fa asababiya, therefore. In other words, men will be this way. Men are this way. Therefore, here's how women are going to be. Women also have a responsibility in this ayah. And as I say that, a lot of men start smiling. Because, ah, oh, finally their turn. At least I'll get the second half of the recording of this khutbah and share it with them. You know, so they don't use the first half. Everybody wants to hear what will advantage them, and they don't want to hear what will put them on, on trial. But you know what? In front of Allah, we are all slaves of Allah. We're all slaves of Allah. Inna Allah kana aliyan kabira. Allah is the supreme, the high. Don't try to take the word of Allah and put yourself in a higher position. Don't try to somebody else take the word of Allah and put themselves in a higher position. This is why in those ayat of rights and responsibilities, Allah will say, "Inna Allah kana aliyan kabira." Allah is the ultimately high. Why are you trying to take a high advantage using the word of Allah? That's not what the word of Allah came for. So now, even though I am a man, I have no right. Some sister will say, "I have no right to speak about women." You're right, I don't. But I do have to share what I've come to understand from Allah's word. And you have to do your own study. So I'm going to share what I've come to understand. Inshallah ta'ala to the best of my ability. May Allah help me. Fasalihat. He begins, therefore, good women. Now notice the, the, the part about men began with rijal. It didn't say, as-salihuna qawamuna ala nisa Good men are caretakers of women. He said, all men are. All men are. But when it came to women, he did not begin with the word women. He didn't begin with an nisa 
No, no, no. Allah is saying that what is going to be described about women isn't actually naturally the case for all women. They're going to have to make an extra effort to be this way as a result of what a man is trying to do. He's trying to provide, he's trying to be a source of support, and he's doing so over and over and over again. And they're going to have to be the first thing, salihat, a poor translation, they're gonna have to be good. But we're gonna have to understand what salihat means. Salih or salaha in Arabic actually is the opposite of fasada. When something is bad, something is disgusting or ugly or corrupt, and when you fix it, salaha. Salaha is both lazim and muta'addi. Of something to become good, or for you to fix something. For you to fix something. Now what women are being told in this ayah, is that actually they, have, they can have a tendency. They may or may not have it, but they have the ability to have a tendency. That no matter what good is done for them, they can't see good in it. They just can't see it in it. They don't see it. So what? Oh, you think just because you did the groceries? I'm supposed to respect you now? And then you can say, Salaamu Alaikum, and she'll say, Wa Alaikum Assalam. But the way in which my sister, the way in which you will say, Wa Alaikum Assalam, is corrupt, is, is ugly. There's no love in it, there's no respect in it, there's spite in it, there's hatred in it, there's, there's this, there's this di rejection in it. You're saying good words, but they're not salih. And, you'll, and there's anger. Well, he didn't call me last night, or he didn't do this, or he didn't do that. And there's all these reasons for you to be upset. Now he's trying over and over to be qawam and he's not perfect. He's gonna mess up. And you're going to always have reasons to be angry. Wallahi al-Azim. You can, any wife that's sitting in the audience here, do you have any reason to be upset with your husband? There are going to be reasons. Even if she says no, 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 in her mind there's gonna be a list. In her mind is gonna be a list. And if I say, can you just write them down on a paper? She's gonna say, do you have a notepad? I don't think a paper is enough. You know? There are going to be reasons for her to be upset. And yet Allah says, the first quality she's supposed to have is to fight that tendency to hold a grudge and to be angry and to let that cloud the way she speaks and the way she carries herself, but actually become a person that wants to reconcile, that wants to fix, that wants to move on and not let things get corrupt, not let things get ugly. By the way, fasada is also used for like fasada laban, fasada laham, fasada ta'am, when food goes bad, when you don't take care of food, it goes bad and you have to take extra precaution to make sure it stays fresh or stays clean and doesn't get, you know, doesn't get infected. She's constantly gonna have to survey herself and her attitude. That's the first quality. Why should she do it? Then she asks, why should I do this? He doesn't deserve it. Do you know what he smells like? Do you know what he looks like? Do you know what he talks like? Brother, you gave this khutbah, but you don't understand my situation. Yes, you're right. I don't understand your situation, but Allah does. I'm not talking to you about what I think. I'm telling you what Allah says. And He gives the reason in the next, uh, next description of women, why should you be motivated to be this way? Qanitatun. Because you're willing and obedient, willing and ready to serve Allah. Qunut goes back to Allah. Qumu lillahi qanitin is muqaddam for ikhtisas. Only to Allah should you be subservient. So when women are described as subservient, their relationship and their attitude with their husband is actually directly related to their connection with Allah. And when their attitude becomes corrupt, when their demeanor becomes spiteful, then actually that's an indication to yourself, not for your husband to point it out to you, for you yourself, of how far you're traversing from your connection with Allah. And it gets so bad at sometimes. I've heard this with my own ears. 
a, a woman well-educated, well-educated, learned in the religion. She's arguing with her husband. She, she gets mad at him, and she won't even sleep in the same bed. She won't even say, وَعَلَيْكُمْ سَلَامٌ She won't even look at him for weeks. And when she starts arguing, and he says, you're, you, you're so, you learn the religion, you pray every day, you know, you're so good in Islam, why are you so mean to me? And she says, well right now I don't have to be Muslim, okay? Literally, right now I'm a Hindu. I've, these words come out of knowledgeable religious, religious women. It's shocking. Because the relationship with Allah gets cut when your spite towards your man is so high. Everything gets blocked off. Even your relationship with God. It's shocking. You have to check yourself. You know, thank God they can't see me right now. Qanitatun. They have to be subservient to Allah. Then he adds, Hafilatun lil ghaib. Guarding. Con- consistently guarding lil ghaib for what, what, is, what can't be seen. Now what does that mean, guarding what can't be seen? The first meaning of that is these women have to guard the dignity, the integrity, the respect, and the trust of their husbands when the husband is not around. They shouldn't be talking to their friends about how bad he is, because he can't be there to defend himself. They shouldn't be talking to other men if he doesn't want them talking to other men. They shouldn't be going places he didn't want them to go, or he's never gonna find out. He's at work until 6 p.m. He's never gonna know. He's completely in the... She, they're invisible. The daytime, they're invisible guys at work. Or whatever. He's traveling. And they can do whatever they want. The first meaning of this ayah is actually they protect themselves from what he doesn't want them to do. And by the way, interestingly enough, Hafiz, guardian, is also caretaker in the Qur'an. Caretaker. That's the first meaning here. The second meaning of lil which is profound is that they, they are some things you cannot see. You cannot see your husband when he's at work. You can't see your husband when he's traveling. You can't see your husband when he's checking into a flight at the airport. You can't see who he's sitting next to. And you all know what I'm talking about. You can't see that. You can't see the trials and the temptations that this man that's married to you faces when he goes outside. How the women at the office talk to him. How people look at him. Who he interacts with. You can't control any of it. You, you don't see any of it. But you know what? Even if you don't see it, you can't be blind to it. You have to guard what you can't even see. You know elsewhere in the Qur'an, وَمَا كُنَّا لِلْغَيْبِ حَافِلِينَ How can we guard over something we can't even see? How can we be careful about something we can't even see? And women are being told, listen up, I know you can't see it, but you better watch for it anyway. You better take care of your husband, as if to think that, that what you cannot see still exists. They have to go out of their way to be good to their husbands, to take care of their needs, to be attractive to their husbands, to be loving and caring to their husbands. They have to do all of these things and then not assume, well, he's ugly anyway, who's gonna like him outside? Who's gonna look at him? <laughs> I don't have to take care of him, Pff, whatever. He can't do anything. They develop this attitude. And once that attitude develops in, a, in the mind of a woman, she starts demeaning her husband, puts him down and th- assumes that there is a kind of, well, I don't have to do anything to take care of this relationship. And Allah is countering all of it. Because men try to continuously maintain, 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 take care, take care, take care. It has to be reciprocated on the other end. You have to take care of your husband. And you have to guard for the unseen. You have to know that he might just, you don't take care of yourself and your relationship with him, you'll lose him. Don't assume that you're gonna keep him. You will lose him. 
And even if you don't lose him explicitly, you might lose him emotionally. He might emotionally divorce himself from you. He may not even look at you with the eyes of love. He may, he may walk into the house with resentment. Why am I walking into this battlefield again? Oh my God, what's she gonna say today? If that happens between a husband and the wife, what's the point of a marriage left? When Allah says, لِتَسْكُنُوا إِلَيْهَا So you go to them so you can find peace. So you can find tranquility. And now you have situations where in the marriage, the only time a man does not find peace and tranquility is when he's around his wife. This is the tragedy on either side. Men not doing their job. Women not doing their job. فَالصَّالِحَاتُ قَانِتَاتٌ حَافِظَاتٌ لِلْغَيْبِ بِمَا حَفِظَ اللَّهِ And the word hifz also, the sisters listen up. In the beginning of my khutbah, I said that men share a responsi- have been given a word of responsibility that is so noble that one of Allah's names goes back to that word, qawwam. I said that in the beginning. And now the final attribute for women is hafidatun lil ghayb. The word hafid, wallahu khairan, khairun hafidan, is a name of Allah. Hafid is one of the names of Allah. Inna Allah ala kulli shay'in hafid. Inna Rabbi ala kulli shay'in hafid. My master is hafid over all things. This is one of the shared names of Allah. In other words, this is a divine responsibility for you to guard and safeguard this relationship. And by the way, you never use the word guard. Unless something is in danger. Never. You don't have to guard something that's not in danger. What, are, what is Allah telling women? And what is Allah telling men? When men are told, قَوَّام, care, take care over and over and over again, it actually means if you don't repeatedly take care, it will fall apart. And what are women being told? If you don't watch guard, it'll be destroyed. You'll lose it. It's actually very powerful that both sides have been given this balance. فَصَالِحَاتُ قَانِتَاتٌ حَافِظَاتٌ لِلْغَيْبِ بِمَا حَفِظَ اللَّهِ The rest of the ayah is this you know, discussion for another time. But the last thing inshaAllah ta'ala that I want to share with you. When it comes to safeguarding, and when it comes to being qawwam, it actually takes a serious amount of communication between both sides. Admission of one's own fault. And you have to, and it comes a point where you know, there's a point in a relationship where you can fix things. There's a point where you can fix things, but we're human beings. A time comes where you can no longer fix it. It's broken, and it's done. This is why in the next ayah, فَإِنْ خِفْتُمْ شِقَاقًا بَيْنِهِمَا If you're afraid that a schism, a crack is going to happen between the two of them. Now the ayah is, if you're afraid that a crack might happen, which means a crack has not necessarily happened yet. Then you can get counsel. Then you can get outside help. If you're in a relationship where you're fearing the crack is already showing up, but it's not big enough yet, get outside help. Get other people involved. فَبْعَثُوا حَكَمًا مِّنْ أَهْلِهِ وَحَكَمًا مِّنْ أَهْلِهَا Get wise, good, sound decision-making people, sensible people from her family and his family involved. Don't get stupid people involved. Don't get people involved that will only make the fight worse. And make the situation worse for you and for her. Not those people. Not the people that you complain to and say, I feel you bro, yeah, they're all like that. Why don't you come and help me out here as a counselor? No, no, no. You don't need an extra gloves in the boxing ring. You don't need that. Hakaman, People that will make sound decision can reasonably talk to both of you. You know, and that can represent her interests and yours. Get outside help. But the, the power of this ayah is if you're afraid that still hasn't happened yet. If you don't take the right precautions, it might just happen. It might just happen. And it does. And the Qur'an is realistic about that. The Qur'an does not, is not like the Christian doctrine of marriage. 
You know, in the Christian view of marriage, marriage is a sacred bond until death and there's no way it can ever be broken. No way it can ever be ended. But in the book of Allah, divorce is talked about so exhaustively, so extensively. Why? Because it's a reality. If you don't take care of it, it'll die. It'll, and people, it'll be impossible for two people to live together. You don't want it to come to that point. You want to be able to save it before it gets to that point. May Allah Azza wa Jal protect our marriages. And may Allah Azza wa Jal give support to those who have gone through a divorce. And may Allah Azza wa Jal, like He promises, يُغْنِ اللَّهُ كُلَّ مِنْ سَعَتِهِ That He will give them independence from His own vastness. What a beautiful gift Allah gave to those who have gone through the difficulty of divorce. Allah will make them independent and He will give them from His own treasure of vastness. He never says that about anybody, but He talks about that for people who are divorced. They're not condemned people. They're not condemned people. May Allah Azza wa Jal protect our marriages once again and bless them. And may Allah Azza wa Jal give goodness in the hearts of men and women that they are able to live up to this beautiful, beautiful advice that Allah has given them. Barakallahu li wa lakum fil Quran al-Hakim wa nafa'ani wa iyaakum bil ayat wa dhikr al-Hakim. Alhamdulillahi wa kafa wa salatu wa salamu ala ibadihi alladhina astafa khususan ala afdalihim wa khatamin nabiyin Muhammadin al-Amin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in Yaqulullahu azza wa jal fi kitabihi al-kareem ba'da anakula a'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan al-rajim inna allaha wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala nabi ya ayyuha alladhina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima Allahumma salli ala muhammadin wa ala ali muhammad kama sallayta ala ibrahim wa ala ali ibrahima fil alameen innaka hamidu majid Allahumma barik ala muhammadin wa ala ali محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم في العالمين إنك حميد مجيد عباد الله رحمكم الله اتقوا الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر ولذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون أقم الصلاة إن الصلاة تنهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر